Hey, everybody. Today on the Charlie Kirk Show, mandatory vaccinations, a vaccination card. All those things are coming very soon. What you need to know about it and what you can do to fight back. Email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. If you want to support us, go to charliekirk.com slash support. If you want to get involved with Turning Point USA, you know where to go. It's tpusa.com. If you are a student, if you know a student in your life, get them engaged and involved in the fight for the future of our country at tpusa.com. Vaccinations, questions around vaccinations, mandatory vaccinations, we have the answers. Buckle up. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Did you know your family can save over $800 a year? Just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has the same coverage, same bars as those big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the United States, and they're some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. Don't wait. Switch today. You can even... Keep your phone and your number or choose from a massive selection of the latest iPhones and Androids. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. Grab your mobile phone, dial pound 250, and say Charlie Kirk. That's it. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. Dial pound 250 and say keyword Charlie Kirk. Peer Talk is simply smarter wireless. I find it hard to believe, in fact, nearly impossible, that Donald Trump wins Florida by nearly four points. He wins North Carolina convincingly. He wins South Carolina, Alabama, and Tennessee convincingly, and somehow loses Georgia. We have now found that signature verification standards, mail-in ballot practices have all been changed in the state of Georgia. The election that happened just about a month ago, actually, in Georgia was not an election that we were used to. Instead, it was an election that was much closer to a Democrat dream. For example, there were about 248,000 mail-in ballots in Georgia back in 2016. This time around, 1.3 million mail-in ballots. The Georgia Secretary of State's office never gave any form of explanation how they were prepared to process 1.3 million mail-in ballots. There never was a plan or a process to say what signature verification standards they were using. Stacey Abrams came in with her tens of millions of dollars funded primarily from Hollywood and out-of-state liberals and used law firms and lawfare to change the signature verification requirements. If previously, if there was a process to allow signature verification to be done like it was in previous elections, Donald Trump wins the state of Georgia convincingly. And according to Matt Brainard from the Voter Integrity Project, 15,000 people who voted in Georgia are no longer living in Georgia. So last evening, we did a packed house event in North Atlanta in support of Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue. Critical Senate seats. 
And as I explained last evening, if Joe Biden becomes president of the United States, this is more of a defensive vote than an offensive vote, but it is critical for the future of our republic. It's actually not about Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue. It's much more about who will control an entire branch of the government, who will control the legislative process from Green New Deal to statehood for D.C. and Puerto Rico to adding seats to the United States Supreme Court, to abolishing the Electoral College, all of that and more will be put into focus if we are not successful and Joe Biden becomes president of the United States. In fact, I have said this, and I will say it again, that every Trump supporter out there has a moral obligation to get engaged and involved in these Georgia Senate runoff races for Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue. A piece of complaint that I heard frequently on the ground here in Georgia is, I don't like these candidates, they don't represent me, and they are not Trump voters. First of all, I push back a little bit on that analysis, but more importantly, it's completely irrelevant. It's actually completely irrelevant whether or not you like these candidates. What is much more relevant is whether or not you are going to try to make a point and lose the United States Senate. Are you willing to think that you are going to make an argument That will be so self-righteous that you're willing to hand the keys to the United States Senate to Chuck Schumer. That's what this is about. Some people say, well, I wish it wasn't the case. It's that's not anywhere near a relevant argument right now. What you wish is not what is a pragmatic approach is what is needed right now. And so going viral on Twitter and basically all throughout the Internet last evening were people commenting on Certain remarks made by Lynn Wood, who is the, one of the attorneys on President Trump's behalf, partnering with Sidney Powell. He was the attorney for Nicholas Sandman, did a great job for that. Interestingly enough, he was an attorney also for John Benet Ramsey, Ram, Ramsey's parents and also Richard Jewell. So he's definitely been in his fair share of celebrity attorney representation. Did a great job with Nicholas Sandman, did a great job suing the Washington Post, and did so successfully in settling for a very big amount. But yesterday, Lynn Wood came out and said, do not vote in the Georgia Senate runoff. It was hard for me to even believe that someone would say something like this. And so I want you to hear it for yourself. Play Cut 50. Do not be fooled twice. This is Georgia. We ain't dumb. We're not going to go vote on January 5th in another machine made by China. You're not going to fool Georgians again. If Kelly Loeffler wants your vote, if David Perdue wants your vote, they've got to earn it. They've got to demand publicly, repeatedly, consistently. Brian Kemp, call a special session of the Georgia legislature. And if they do not do it, If Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue do not do it, they have not earned your vote. Don't you give it to them. He also said very clearly in this extended meandering remarks that he wants people to not vote on January 5th. I'm not really quite understanding the logic here. Somehow handing the United States Senate to Democrats is going to allow you to have more power. He said this, they have not earned your vote. Do not give it to them. 
Why would you go back and vote in another rigged election for God's sake? Fix it. You got to fix it. He's conflating two completely separate issues. They're both important. The voter integrity fight that he is pioneering is very important. I support it. I have been publicly demonstrating in support of that. But now all of a sudden saying, I don't like the way that this last election went. Therefore, I'm going to make this next election go worse is one of the most self-defeatist, morally sanctimonious lines of reasoning. In fact, there is no reason. There is no rationale to it. It's pure emotion-based drivel is what it is. It's just allowing your anger to drive you into a place where there is no rational thinking whatsoever. And I say this as someone who supports what Lynn Wood is trying to do to try and get to the bottom of the voting machines and the vote tabulations. But the moment that all of a sudden you're telling people to stop voting and to beat that drum, you might as well go run a Democrat super PAC because you're doing more to help give Chuck Schumer power than anyone else. And they're beginning to sort of walk back these remarks, but they got to do more than walk them back because you read this clearly. They have not earned your vote. Do not give it to them. Why would you go back and vote in another rigged election for God's sake? Fix it. You got to fix it. Former House Speaker Newt Gingrich called Mr. Wood and Sidney Powell, quote, totally destructive. Newt Gingrich said every Georgia conservative who cares about America must vote in the runoff. Their don't vote strategy will cripple America, Mr. Gingrich said on Twitter. And that is from the Washington Times. I'm not going to say that their legal strategy is totally destructive. I, I support the pursuit of truth, but I also don't support being a fool and not looking long term. So we're diving into these very puzzling comments from Linwood, who, again, I have respect for Linwood, and he has now gone out of his way to say, quote, they have not earned your vote. Don't give it to them. Why would you go back and vote in another rigged election for God's sakes? Fix it. You got to fix it. Instead of saying, keep the pressure on Roffensperger, go persuade people to turn out for Loeffler and Purdue, and let's make sure this election is fair and free. He is now encouraging people not to get engaged and involved. He's now trying to tell people not to go vote in the next election, which very well could have ripple effects all throughout the state and could result in a serious conservative deficit. Here's the one thing that we must understand and recognize about this Georgia runoff race. This is not a persuasion runoff. The Georgia race is not about persuading people in the middle who is a better candidate. It is not at all what this election is about. It is a turnout election. It is, can you get your team members to show up in higher numbers? That's it. Independents will have their mind made up weeks beforehand. There are very few people that are contemplating whether they want Warnock, whether they want Loeffler, Ossoff, or Purdue. They're contemplating whether or not they're going to vote at all. That's a big difference. So they need to be inspired to go vote. And the president's visit to Georgia this Saturday shows us just that. And Republican voters traditionally do very well in runoff elections. Republican voters, especially in these kind of runoff elections in the South, tend to almost always win these form of elections for good reason. Democrats tend not to be as inspired and they're just outnumbered. And so the strategy should be to inspire the grassroots to get very engaged and involved. This is a base election. And instead, we are having certain surrogates go out of their way to say don't vote. So just to try to see where he is coming from, I will give Lynn Wood, I suppose, a small inch 
of the benefit of the doubt and say maybe what he's trying to say is that we must continue the intensity and the fight for voter integrity. But that's not what he said. And that's not what's being clipped. And he did a very clumsy job trying to clarify it, if at all, in the last 24 hours. Lynn Wood came out alongside Sidney Powell and said, yes, we did mean that people should say that Loeffler and Purdue have not earned their vote. It really is a logical fallacy conflation. Yeah, Loeffler and Purdue should speak out against voter fraud. I, I agree with that completely. However, even if they don't, does that make Chuck Schumer becoming Senate Majority Leader any more appealing or less appealing? We know who Senator Purdue and Senator Loeffler are. We know that they're traditionally part of the Republican establishment. We know the kind of views they have. It's completely and totally irrelevant whether or not you like what they say or what they stand for. It's are they going to caucus with the Republicans or the Democrats when they go to the United States Senate? It's that simple. And we as conservatives have these purity tests that we run everyone through. I love purity tests in primaries. Some of these candidates running for the U.S. Senate now in Georgia would not have been my first choice. I love purity tests when it comes to presidential contests. That's why we have primaries. But now we are in a binary choice. Some people say, I don't like it. That's not up to you to decide. Your preference of how you like things or don't like things is exactly like how libertarians speak when they get Democrats elected to statewide offices or sometimes the presidency. It's simply a numbers game. Currently, the balance of power, if Republicans lose these two Senate seats in Georgia, means there'll be a 50-50 tie in the U.S. Senate. With If Joe Biden wins the White House and gets inaugurated, then Kamala Harris is the tiebreaker. And here's what's even more foolish. If you believe that Donald Trump will serve a second term, which he might, then why would you want him to deal with a Democrat Senate? or at least a less powerful Senate, where people like Susan Collins will become even more powerful. So even if you believe that Donald Trump will serve a second term, it makes no logical sense whatsoever to all of a sudden indulge in this baseless and dangerous belief that the Georgia Senate runoffs don't matter. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now Noble Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22 karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you to the people you love. Nothing says you're extraordinary, quite like a four-coin gold American Eagle limited edition proof set. All these impressive and important coins are bullion-grade proofs authenticated by the U.S. Mint. They're changing this American Eagle design next year, so they're not making any more of these coins. They're just around 20 sets around, so it's first come, first served. Buy two sets and you'll be gifted a free 5-ounce silver Apollo 11 coin. The Apollo 11 is valued over $300, and in case you missed it, you'll receive that coin for free if you purchase this holiday offer. So learn more, call Noble Gold at 877-646-5347 and tell them Charlie Kirk sent you. Ask for Noble Gold Holiday Thank You offer by calling 877-646-5347 or visit noblegoldinvestments.com. There's now a growing movement to have a Chinese coronavirus vaccine card mandated 
A card is what CNN says. Here's the card you'll get when you eventually get the COVID-19 vaccine. Hold on a second. Eventually. I'm not getting the vaccine, so I don't know what you're talking about. Everyone, CNN says, will get a card, quote, they can put in their wallet that will tell them what they had and when their next dose is due. What's really fascinating to me is how the left has fought so hard against voter ID, but they're perfectly okay with a Chinese coronavirus vaccine identification card. The era of mandatory vaccinations will soon be upon us, where you will not be able to send your kids to school, be able to get a job, be able to go to a college campus, probably be able to board an airplane without some form of vaccination. And the way they'll get around this is the same way the tech companies get around their censorship, is that all the corporations will work in collusion with each other. And they'll say, well, we own our own private property access to what we control, and we demand that all people get vaccinated. The violation of civil rights and civil liberties is extraordinary. The focus on a simple strategy to try and get people to walk around with a vaccination card to be mandatory will only tell us one, well, tells, tells us a couple of things, but it tells us one really important thing. It tells us that they are prepared to have someone ask you whether or not you're being vaccinated. You see, the only reason why they would be floating the idea of having a vaccination card is because they're going to have people at checkpoints or certain places. They're going to say, show me your vaccination card. Show me your papers. Show me that you're able to walk in. Meanwhile, Obama, Bush, and Clinton say they will take the COVID-19 vaccine publicly to gain public trust. Be my guest, Bush, Obama, and Clinton. And if you're listening to this and you think the vaccine will help you, then so be it. That's what liberty is all about. But more importantly, if you're listening to this and it scares the living daylights out of you, how quickly this has been put to market, then that's what liberty is all about. That no one should be prevented opportunities because they don't have a card with a box checked in it. And here's a very good question. One of our team members, Jake, had the Chinese coronavirus. Why does he need to get, need to get vaccinated? Why do people that have already had it, that have now built up antibodies, why do they need to get the Chinese, coronas, Chinese coronavirus vaccine? According to just very simple publicly available data millions of americans should already be opted out of having to get the vaccine but yet they're talking about having a card where you walk around and they can ask you at any time you're not allowed into this restaurant without your chinese coronavirus vaccination card now we don't know how far it will go but we do know how far they're willing to push things this is from dr kelly moore of the immunization action coalition And health officials are saying the Department of Defense released the first images. Oh, great. Our government is heavily involved in this. What on earth does the Department of Defense have to do with vaccinations? That should just creep you out, by the way. That the DOD is involved with a vaccination record card. Vaccination cards will be the simplest way to keep track of the COVID-19 shots, said Dr. Kelly Moore. This is from CNN. She is supporting frontline workers who will administer the COVID-19 vaccinations. Everyone, she's what she says, everyone will be issued a written card that they can put in their wallet 
that will tell them what they had and when their next dose is due. Let's do the simple, easy thing first. Everyone's going to get that. Vaccination clinics will also be reporting to their state immunization registries what vaccine was given. So, for example, an entity could run a query if it didn't know where a patient got its first dose. They're going to have cell phone numbers provided so they can send a text message telling them when their next dose is due, scheduled to be administered. Every dose administered will be reported to the Center for Disease Control, and the CDC did not immediately respond to the CNN inquiry. Of course, two companies are going to benefit tremendously from this, Pfizer and Moderna. So the massive pharmaceutical companies are going to make tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars from this. And forgive me if all of a sudden I am not trustful of the medical experts who have been wrong about everything the last seven months, who in a typical Hegelian way have created a problem, downplayed the problem, overplayed the problem, locked down the country, and then come swoops in with an alleged solution to that problem, which is the Chinese coronavirus vaccine. And I'm just going to ask some very simple questions. Why did we stop talking about hydroxychloroquine? A very good friend of mine in California this last weekend got diagnosed with the Chinese coronavirus. He wasn't feeling well. He took hydroxychloroquine, zinc, vitamin D, got some rest. He was back on his feet by Monday. I have dozens of stories like that. Now, people say, well, that's not medically vetted and empirically proven. Fine. Then disprove it. Disprove these stories that I've been hearing that I'm seeing. I take hydroxychloroquine and it's worked so far for me. I take zinc and vitamin D and vitamin C. I am refusing to believe that the only solution to this nationwide lockdown mess that we're living through is a mandated vaccine from centralized government agencies, particularly the Department of Defense. And again, if you're in, I'm not trying to encourage you not to take it if you believe that it works. That's what liberty is all about. Go do your research. Go dive deep. And if you come to the conclusion that you trust it, then great. You come to that life decision. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge you. I'm simply informing our audience here and also reinforcing what my personal decisions will be here, which is I think therapeutics are a much better way to approach this before all of a sudden we go to something that seems to be highly questionable and coming into the marketplace far too quickly. And so this all leads to a broader question of civil liberties of are we actually going to have the right to say no to a government or corporate oligopoly that wants to force vaccinations on us. And by the way, back to the hydroxychloroquine point, the Lancet, the medical journal, you know, they formally retracted their fake hydroxychloroquine study used by the media to attack Trump. The reason why we no longer talk about hydroxychloroquine is because President Trump endorsed it. There was a fake Lancet Journal study. We exposed it early. And one of the reasons why liberty works is because you can then individualize your choices. You can personalize your choices. Do you have different medical conditions? Then you should be able to decide whether or not you want to wear a mask or not. It is not up to me, not up to some politician or some governor to call balls and strikes on whether or not they know the best Choices for you medically. The left used to be the champions of this when they said, my body, my choice. They used to be the ones that would talk endlessly about how everyone needs to consult privately with their medical professionals to make their own medical decisions. 
strangely, that only comes when they want to terminate an innocent life in the womb, but now it doesn't come to wanting to wear a mask, vaccinations, or other issues. The gentleman that came on our program was Dr. James Todaro, who back in June came on our program and said that the Lancet study was garbage. If we want to all of a sudden take this vaccination card to its furthest possible place, why don't we have a card that you have to walk around before you walk into a department store to prove you don't have a criminal record or into a bank? All of a sudden, we're going to mark everything that you had done or not done in your life. Or all of a sudden, is that a violation of civil liberties, according to the ACLU? And where is the ACLU on all of these issues? We are seeing the greatest threat to religious liberty and civil liberty in American history. And people are rolling over and happily surrendering our hard-fought freedom and liberty. And I want to be very clear for the sloppy journalists that listen to this program. I'm not encouraging or saying that we should abolish or make any of these things illegal. If you think you're going to become a better, healthier person by getting the vaccination, great. But for the people that don't, then they should be able to make that informed decision. Same with masks, same with opening restaurants, same with having public gatherings. If people want to go have a rock concert right now, they should be allowed to do it. They'll pay the price. If they're young, chances are they're going to be just fine. If they're old, then they're going to have to live with that. And the beautiful thing about freedom and the beautiful thing about liberty that we have decided to no longer care about those values in our country anymore. Instead, we have retreated into this position of safetyism as if the state can always keep us safe. That is why they want to push forward this vaccination and not even talk about therapeutics or talk about personal responsibility. And that is a unique American value and virtue. I feel as if we have European Belgian style social service, civil bureaucrats running our country and a citizenry that is more likely to be in the outskirts of Paris than Philadelphia. We used to be a country that valued individual decision-making and responsibility, and I'm afraid we're losing that quickly. And fear is the predominant reason why. And I can understand that a lot of people are afraid of this. If you are over the age of 65 and you have serious underlying health conditions, you should be afraid. Go make decisions that are responsible for you. And never once have I attacked anyone for staying at home if they are medically compromised or if they want to take responsibility for their own life. That's what liberty is all about. Look, it's the Christmas season, and it isn't often you get to change life but today is your opportunity our friends at prison fellowship are already hard at work coordinating christmas surprises for the children of prisoners through their annual angel tree program it takes a lot of work to line up families select just the right presents and arrange for kids to receive a personalized note from their parent who is incarcerated so that they're blessed at christmas but even though their mom and dad can't be with them And for as little as $22, you can help share the love of Jesus Christ right here on my show. Just by phoning a gift to 888-206-2802. Angel Tree volunteers like Jeremy Hart know that every donation, large or small, is important. Children of prisoners deserve to experience the love of Christ that only you can make happen. Please make sure these precious kids are never forgotten. 
Just go to charliekirk.com, and the first thing you'll see is the Angel Tree banner. $22 delivers all that joy to one child. Or, for a gift of just $220, you can bless 10 children of prisoners with special Christmas presents and a personal note from their incarcerated parent. Plus, every Angel Tree family is also given access to a free, easy-to-read copy of the Bible in English or Spanish. Once again, please go to charliekirk.com and click on that Angel Tree banner to join my campaign for Prison Fellowship's Angel Tree this year. Or phone our friendly operators at 888-206-2802. Help me bless the child of a prisoner right here in America through our friends at Prison Fellowship's Angel Tree. Just go to charliekirk.com and click on that Angel Tree banner. You know how you know the Chinese coronavirus is not as big of a threat as the leaders are telling you. Not to say that there's no threat whatsoever, but it's nowhere near what they're telling you. It's because there is a disturbing and outrageous pattern of behavior from members of the ruling class that don't follow the guidelines that they put forward. Imagine being in publicly elected office and saying everyone needs to stay at home. Stay at home, everyone, as you record that statement. You close the laptop and you chuckle as you then head to the beach in Cabo, Mexico, while you are the mayor of Austin, Texas. Well, that's exactly actually what happened. The mayor of Austin, Texas, Steve Adler, he was vacationing. You know, he was uh, hosting an outdoor wedding with 20 guests for his daughter at a trendy hotel near downtown the next morning then adler and seven other wendy wedding attendees boarded a private jet bound for cabo san lucas mexico while he was telling people to stay at home one night into the trip adler then said quote we need to stay at home if you can this is not the time to relax we're going to be looking really closely we have to close things down if we're not careful while he's relaxing in cabo san lucas it must be nice to have the privilege to be able to board a private jet while you tell other people not to as your mayor of Austin, Texas to go to Cabo San Lucas because you need some time off. No different than Lori Lori Lightfoot saying the exact same thing when she went and vacationed in Maine while the people of Chicago were locked down. Or the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, her husband, remember? He went up to the boat dock. He said, don't you know who I am? While she outlawed boating. Or how about the governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy? Strict lockdowns, but that didn't stop him from eating out last week without a mask on with a big party. Or how about the governor of Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf? After calling business owners cowardly for wanting to end strict lockdowns and stay open, Governor Tom Wolf joined a large gathering of non-socially distanced BLM rioters in Harrisburg. Biden supporters celebrating whatever they were celebrating with packed crowds and sharing champagne bottles. And then they wondered why the virus rates went up afterwards. Or we all remember Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi when she went to get her hair done in San Francisco, no mask, no social distancing. Or Dianne Feinstein, she's not wearing a mask when she walks the streets or when she walks the, the halls of Congress as well. Or the Democrat mayor, Lori Lightfoot, who I mentioned, she said cancel traditional Thanksgiving plans while she's around a packed crowd, not wearing a mask. Or Chuck Schumer, where he tweeted, wear a mask, 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 wear a mask. Creepy how obsessed they are. 
Meanwhile, he went out to a massive celebration, non-socially distanced activists to go celebrate Biden's declaration of victory. We all remember Pope Francis. He hosted the maskless, non-socially distanced delegation of NBA players to the Vatican to discuss racial and social issues. And he said, it's all too easy for us to take an idea, in this case, for example, personal freedom, and turn it into an ideology, creating a prism through which they should judge everything. Do you hear that noise? That's Pope John Paul II flipping in his grave at this new pope they have that has decided to value liberation theology over the teachings of the church prior to that. No masks at all while the NBA players go to discuss that with Pope Francis. Chris Cuomo, we all know about him walking around without a mask, breaking his own quarantine, even when he had the virus. Or Denver Mayor Michael Hancock, 30 minutes before he boarded his flight to spend Thanksgiving with his family, Hancock sent out the tweet, stay at home as much as you can, host virtual gatherings, avoid travel if you can. Meanwhile, then he goes and boards a plane at the Denver International Airport. Or Dr. Fauci not even wearing his mask when he was at the Nationals game. We all know Gavin Newsom going to French Laundry, while telling other people they can't, or Andrew Cuomo walking the streets in New York with no mask at all whatsoever while walking his dog. And he said, of course, wear your mask. He goes down to Georgia. He doesn't wear his mask. And all of that was being read from charliekirk.com, the 15 biggest Chinese coronavirus hypocrites. That's how you know what's happening is different than the narrative. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Please email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. If you want to get engaged and involved in the fight for the future of America, go to tpusa.com and please consider supporting us at charliekirk.com slash support. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. God bless you. Speak to you soon.